This town ain't big enough for the two of us. One of us is gonna have to go. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. And welcome to Take Two Radio, Guns and Beer Slingers, I guess. Hi, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> Showdown in the square. I tried so hard not to laugh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was How so is everybody handling the heat? <laughs> oh, no. that's, that's Anthony's oh, signature line at just about every show, so... Oh I wasn't expecting it, so <laughs> No, I like I almost just, choked uh, with that one. <laughs> well, I'm Pam and I have Anthony and I have Candace and I have David. And we're all in a heat Hello. wave. <laughs> yes. So we're all in a heat wave. What are we all gonna do? Stay home? I did. Yeah, pretty much. I did. I was off today. (laughs) Yeah, I was just watching the weather right before we came on and sent David a picture that we're under a deadly heat wave across most of America. So all you guys listening out there, please stay safe. Don't overdo it. There's, you know, a few days of this hotness. And you need, it's just not the hot. It's the humidity on top of it, which makes it deadlier. And, um, and most service. places Pub- are going to be well over 100, so stay yep. hydrated and stay cool. Mm-hmm. It's and a I'll, perfect time to I'll catch up on your soaps, web so- web series mm-hmm. included. Yep. And public services, mm-hmm. if you can watch in the shower, all the better. If you have elderly or disabled friends or family members, check in on them. Yeah. Make sure they've got, they've got air conditioning going, they've got water and ice, and just that they're doing okay. And your animals. Don't forget your animals, your pets. Yes. (laughs) Mm They can get get well overheated way before you do. So, yeah, keep them inside as much as possible and keep them hydrated. Mm -hmm. So now that our public service announcement is over with, (laughs) (laughs) Tonight we are so pleased to have with us actor, writer, producer, director, and creator of the award-winning digital series, Old Dogs and New Tricks, the one and only Leon Acord. But before Leon comes on to speak with us, I wanted to let our listeners know who have yet to see the series. It was not only created by Leon, but he also stars in it as Nathan. It also stars Kurt Bonham as Brad King, David Pesner as Ross Stein, and Jeffrey Patrick Olson as Muscles. 
just a little bit, just a little description of it. It says, does sex life end for gay men as they face 50? If you watch the series, you'll know the answer to that question. If you haven't seen the series yet, you can now watch it on Amazon Prime. And I highly recommend you go over there after our show. Right, guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd see it again. Oh, yeah. I I watched it more than once. Well, we do have our guest with us, and we're going to get some answers out of this dude. Welcome, Leon. (laughs) Hey, guys. How are you all? Oh, we're all fabulous. How are you? Overheated. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? I'm I'm vitamin water, actually. (laughs) I'm having a nice little mudslide. Oh, nice. I should have made a sidecar for the occasion. You should have. David, you have a problem about those fuzzy navels. Who was having the fuzzy navels? Oh, I, 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 one. I skipped the fuzzy navel for a, for a mudslide. I felt I wanted something creamy. And that has nothing to do with slide? the show, Hardy Har Har. <laughs> <laughs> I bring out the worst in people. <laughs> I don't know. The best. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how you take it, I guess. Yeah. So we we were all discussing the weather and how hot it's going to be. Are you going yeah. to be staying in, or is is you're in California, or where are you I'm right in, now? I'm in Culver City in California right now, and it's yeah. like okay. low 80s. It's actually really pleasant, but I'm flying in to Indiana Saturday. Yeah, Early and we're evening. having and it's gonna. It's going to be about 110 or 120. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Get ready for the mm. heat wave. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, before we get into any of the other questions, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody why you're flying into Indiana? Oh, my gosh. It's, um, well, a little backstory. I'm from Indiana. So um, just so people know that, as I tell them that um, – there, uh, there's this terrific film festival called Heartland Film back in Indianapolis. It's one of the most prestigious film festivals, actually. It's um, Academy Award accredited, and it's just an amazing festival. And they also do a second festival called Indie Shorts, which is like a whole week of just short films, nothing but short films, which most festivals, they program lots of features, but then they'll just, you know, they'll stick in a, a short film you know, before the feature, maybe have one night of all shorts, but this festival is like seven days, day and night of shorts, which is terrific. Anyway, um, I'm flying back to Indiana because the Indie Shorts Festival, uh, in conjunction with the um, LGBT, Indianapolis LGBT Film Festival, are joining forces for a night of queer LGBT film and web series called Indie Shorts Pride Stride on July 24th. And they're showing nice. uh, six or seven of our best episodes. They're flying the entire cast to Indianapolis. Well, not the entire cast. Um, six of us, the four dogs, um, Amanda Gary, who plays Lydia, and the fabulous Bruce Elhart, who plays the evil Nelson Vanetti, um, flying <laughs> us all out. Um, after the screening, there will be a Q&A. There's this huge – they're not doing a red carpet. They're doing a rainbow carpet. Which I've I've never seen one before. Isn't that cool? It is. It really is. Yeah. 
there'll be a Q&A after, and then they're doing this big um, blowout party at a place called Metro, which I, I've never been before, but I'm told it's like Indianapolis's biggest, best gay drag bar. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a big, big, big to-do. So I, I'm willing to bear the heat. <laughs> It'll be uh, yeah, needless to say, but really be careful and congratulations. I mean, that's such an honor. Thank you. It is. I'm just, I'm, I don't think it's totally hit me yet. I think the night of the event, I'm going to be for Clint. My parents are going to be there. The cast will be there. Friends Aww. from high school I haven't seen in 30 years. My parents have never seen the show. I've, I've kind of protected them from it. They're they're liberal, so it's it's not like a religious thing or anything. But you know, who wants to see their son talking about sex and kissing boys half their age and et cetera, et cetera? Um, yeah, but, yeah, but you know what? It it's it's not it's not a it's it's not a uh, in your face type of series, you know, where no. it, it's Thanks. a story. I mean, it's I think mm-hmm. they would be okay with it. I have to say I've been really surprised since the very beginning of, of I think we may have as many, if not more, straight viewers, straight women viewers, I should say, as <laughs> as gay male viewers, which I never expected. But um, I, I like to flatter myself. I think it's because the show's kind of universal and hopefully you don't have to be gay to kind of identify with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think gay men say what straight women wish they could say and get away with. I agree with you completely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're very lucky that way, aren't we? Aren't we? We're <laughs> <laughs> the Betty Whites of the world. Betty White can say right. anything and get away with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, see, that's the great thing yeah. about getting older that, you know, when you're younger, you don't think about. But, you know, you, you that's, I, Kathleen Turner, the actress, calls them the fuck you 50s. That you're, you know, yeah. we spend, yeah. uh, up until that point, we spend most of our life worrying about how is this going to affect our future? And by 50, you're like, I, I'm in my future. Screw it. You know, I'm sorry for the language. I should have warned you that I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I, that's okay. We're on hazard. internet radio. Don't forget. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Well, I know, but it's still. I'm going to Indiana, where you don't just drop the f word. It's that's, yeah. that's, that's the thing about my parents. I mean, I was raised. I've never said the f word in front of my mother ever, ever, and um, she's going to be hearing me say it a lot, seeing me say it <laughs> at the screening. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Is she going to have bars of soap in her bag? That's what you need to worry about. I brought you into this world, and I will wash your mouth out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> I may steal that line. <laughs> That's pretty good. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Anthony can come up with some good ones. <laughs> well, and, you know, ageism was a big thing, whether real or imagined in old dogs and new tricks. Do you think it's more or less accepted in Hollywood now versus, let's say, 10 years ago? Ageism? You mean getting mm. older? Um, yeah. It's still, I think it's still just as bad otherwise you wouldn't have so many people getting plastic surgery and injections and 
mm-hmm. and all the work that I mean, I think it's it's very rare. I mean, I've knock wood so far haven't done anything, but it's I'd say probably eighty percent of working actors over fifty five have probably had something done, both men and women. And um I think they do it because it's still an issue. And it's getting harder to, like, tell people's ages anyway. It's like, are you 30 or 50? I mean, are you playing the mother or the grandmother? <laughs> yeah. So. This, is, this is true. But it, it's sad that it has to be that way because just because you get older and get, you get a few wrinkles doesn't make you any less talented. Yeah, and I think in some ways it makes you more interesting to look at. I, You know, I have nothing against plastic surgery. I have... You know, if if it makes you feel more you, I'm I'm all for right. it. But if right. it's motivated by you know career pressure or or that kind of thing, then I'm like, eh, maybe you should think twice before you sure. go under. Yeah. Sure, I totally agree with that. I mean, and and I'm gonna not name names, but I've seen quite a few who've undergone plastic surgery, totally changed their face or their look, and not always for the better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you a story that a a former colleague told me about. Oh, God, do I dare say her name? I can say her name. Joan Collins. There, sue me. Anyway, (laughs) they were at a party, and they were talking about another actress who had done – so much to her face that it was really a tragic accident and that Joan said you know you can't be upset at people when they point fingers at you when you do everything all at once that maintaining your looks is sort of Mm -hmm. like maintaining your house you do the foundation one year five years later you do this redo the shutters five years after that you know you redo the roof (laughs) you know that Mm -hmm. you know yeah Conscious, rational yeah. maintenance. I, I don't have yeah. a problem with. Okay, but yeah. it also affects the New performance. That I'm old sorry? joke about. I said it also affects the performance. That old joke about I have to tell you I'm feeling angry right now. Is, <laughs> I'm laughing hysterically. So can't you tell? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if you're smart about it, um, Jeffrey Patrick Olson, who plays Muscles, he's actually a doctor, an MD. He, he does, um, cause, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say he's a plastic surgeon. I don't know the exact title. He does, uh, um, let's just say he's a dermatologist, because I, I really don't know exactly what he calls it. But um, we were, I remember we were in the back of a car being driven to uh, one of the locations one night, and we were talking about Botox. And he's he's very honest about what he's done. And I'm like, but can you move your, you know, can you, like, frown? Can you, like get those lines between your eyes when you and he like actually showed me that he could. So I think if you're careful about it, if you don't go overboard, you know, you you don't necessarily have to freeze your face. But right. I think one of the reasons I've never done is I'm kind of I think I have an addictive personality. And I think if I thought, "Ooh, that worked. Well, then let's do this." "Oh, if that worked, let's do this." You know, I'm with you on that. I think to myself, well, if I could get this done, but then Mm. that wouldn't look right, so I I should probably get this done, you know, and then (laughs) it's like, forget it. I'll be in the hospital every day for a year trying to get fix what I think needs to be fixed, Mm 
And then, of <laughs> course, too. it comes down. It comes down to of money and courage because I don't yeah. have the courage to, you know, go through all that either. Yeah, and I've never had surgery at age 56. Can you believe it? I've never had to go under the knife, so I don't really want to start on my face. You know, I'm going to no. wait for one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait for something more vital to go you know, wrong. The wonderful thing about those houses is eventually the bulldozer has to be called in because the foundation can't support what's been done to beautify, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's Absolutely. funny. You'll be at like Century City Mall or something out here. And you'll see a woman from behind, and she has fabulous long straight blonde hair, and you know, you can tell from her figure that it's everything's where it's supposed to be, and nothing's where it shouldn't. And then she turns around, and you're like, "Oh my God! Oh, okay, she's like 30 years older than you thought she was when you yeah. saw her from behind." It's, the big know, thing here in New York, the big thing here in New York now is called cosmetic replenishment. Because there is so much over surgery, over Botox, that now these these dermatologists and um, and plastic surgeons are kind of teaming up for dual uh, you know dual therapies, and they call it cosmetic replenishment, and it will keep you from going too far. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good theory. <laughs> yeah, that's replenishment. Or we'll look I think another from now and see how well it's working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, all of that said, the pressure out here to stay young and beautiful, you know, if you start yeah. young and beautiful, is is enormous. And I think it's even worse now with, like, Instagram and, you know, the whole influencer era. You know, people want to be right. photo ready at, at a drop of a hat. Thank God I'm a character actor. I've, you know, I, I had to worry about that for about 10 minutes in my career and then just kind of went, okay, nobody cares, let it go. well last we saw the guys they were I'm not going to say (laughs) I want people I want people to watch that was a little teaser but (laughs) I don't want to ruin it for anybody well you would say the last time you saw them they were celebrating (laughs) um, the the passage of marriage equality that that was in our last there you go there you go but I did want to say work. one thing is I would like to have seen Nathan slap that dingbat Nelson just once. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce, if you're listening. <laughs> That's funny. I've, we've joked about how our very last scene, if we, <laughs> the very last scene that we should ever do with Nathan and Nelson, Nathan should just hold oh, off and yeah. punch Nelson and then go... <laughs> Oh shit! I really did that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that really happened. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just once, Leon. Just once. Yeah. Um, or reverse. Nelson should just yeah. fall off and like. <laughs> no, that wouldn't work for me. I mean, because he's the the sassy in your face. Not nice That's guy, true. like you said, yeah. and That's true. and you've been taking it for so long that it's like, uh, no, it's time. Although to you end know, that. I had to, you know, I pretty much rewatched the whole series between getting it ready for Amazon and then picking the episodes for the festival. And I have to say, Nathan's not exactly very nice to Nelson. I mean, he he, in his own way, I mean, he's not like go for the jugular, but he's 
you know, I love the scene where like Nelson's breaking down about how he lost his job and Nathan actually breaks out in a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Really nice. But I think, I think Nathan gives what he gets, you know, I don't think he purposely does it all the time. So yeah. And I do think you're right sooner or later. Pow. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. He's almost like a takeoff of a Jerry and Newman. Oh, from Seinfeld? Yeah. The two of you. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) Newman. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of that, but yeah, I can see that. (laughs) I love that show. Oh, my God. I'm probably one of the few that's only seen a few episodes and that's been in reruns lately. I don't, uh, I never really watched it. Yeah. It's my, I have a niece who's about mid thirties and she was fanatical for it. Not in its original run. Cause she was, you know, three but, um, mm-hmm. in reruns. <laughs> and we, I read last time I saw her, we played a, um, it was like a trivia game that was just based on Seinfeld. And Oh my God, she kicked my ass like three times in a row. And I thought I'd seen them all. <laughs> Apparently, I'm, I didn't retain the the episodes. But <laughs> anytime I'm flipping through and see it, it's like, okay, that's 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 subtle on Seinfeld. Well, I have to watch more of the reruns to see what the big thing was about it. I mean, it's funny. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I don't understand all the characters yet. So you know yeah. where it was all going. So. More I like that it just TV for me. It walked a real fine Fan line. Soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> is it watchworthy? I, the thing I like about Seinfeld is it, it really walked a thin line between uh, quote unquote reality and just absolute absurdity. But st- you still manage to you know consider these characters as real people, even though some of the things that happened were so absurd and. Um, yeah, coincidental and brilliant, you know, what writing that show Yeah, was. I'm still trying, and I, I don't know the character's name, and I can't think of his real name or anything, but the guy with the hair. Michael I'm, Richards. I'm still Kramer. Yeah. Kramer. It's Michael Richards. Kramer, yeah. He yeah. seems very special. <laughs> you know, in the 90s, when I was first starting out as an actor in San Francisco, my agent, uh, I, casting notices almost always had – Seinfeld-like, or a Kramer-like character, and I, I, she, my agent kept sending me out for those parts, and at the time, I'm like, what? I'm not. <laughs> but now, looking back, I'm like, okay, big hair, kind of spastic and tall, and, and yeah, okay, all right, I see it. And I had a lot of bowling shirts back then, too, so. Okay. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But another parallel is Seinfeld always gave us what we wish we could do in those situations in our own lives. And your show kind of does the same thing. It's a little louder than we give ourselves permission to be in real life. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I guess that was, it's kind of like, I, and Aggie, that's just something else I kind of noticed watching it over again is I kind of, it is kind of like the perfect world for gay men, you know, they've never really had to deal except very rare exception with like prejudice or, or um, job losses or fear of violence or any of that stuff. Um, yeah. It's been, it, it is, it is kind of a fantasy. And, and, and as a result, they're able to say exactly what they want without, you know, fear of 
being smacked or, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one day, like, before I pass, I would just like mm-hmm. to make maybe a recording and say, to you, blah, 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 to you, blah, blah, blah. Well, as you get older, you might find you just want to do it. (laughs) I don't know if they really deserve it. It might be more fun to do it while you're alive. (laughs) If they're really, really rotten. Uh, Well, you know, I mean, you normally... Well, not normally, but I guess, you know, many people, before they pass, they'll do a recording or a video or whatever oh, yeah. for their loved ones that they leave behind. And I just think this would be a different take on it. <laughs> 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 to the not-so-loved ones left behind. <laughs> right. <laughs> to Becky H. from high school. I remember every moment. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that kind of thing that you you know you you kind of always i'm i'm the type of person that doesn't usually snap at people right away like it takes a lot for me to get there yeah and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and then when i explode you know well you know how this they say this shit hits the fan um, yeah. And people are people are afraid, and they run, and <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I kind of have that too. I've, and I found when you have a reputation for being a nice guy, you really don't have to lose your shit too much for people to freak out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. right. if you just kind of <laughs> yeah. like lower lower your voice and cut your eyes a bit at them, They're like, oh my god, he's not smiling. What's wrong? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we be afraid? A few intelligent words will scare the shit out of anybody. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, he's got a brain. Run! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, another thing I wanted to mention is Nathan was the go-to friend with his friends having all those problems and problems and problems. And yeah. thankfully, Nathan had therapist event too, but even they <laughs> were something left to be desired. Oh, but they were great stars. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> uh, Patrick Bristow, oh my God. <laughs> he was, I had so much fun that morning shooting that scene with him. He's so funny. And then Terry Gar, uh, yeah, Terry Garber, she's actually become a really good friend. Um, she's great. Oh my God! She, you know, she played so many wicked, hateful women, you know, on so many shows, and she's so not like that at all. I, it kind of proves my theory that really, the only people who are good at playing bitches are the people who like are funny and have senses of humor, so they know how to do it in a way that's entertaining and not grating. She's so funny and nice and sweet and intuitive and. Um, I just love her to death. Now, some some of the other uh, guest stars on there for our listeners was Greg Luganis, Tom Beards, Ian Buchanan, uh, Catherine Lee Scott, Gloria Gifford, Michael Kearns. Actually, and... we didn't get Gloria. She was she was agreed to do it, and then when we got ready to shoot, she had a I... scheduling conflict. So uh... she uh, we replaced her with Mo Gaffney. 
from absolutely fabulous. So, which, Whoa, and she was she was absolutely fabulous. Okay, when I was doing my write up for the the show, I just copied names down. Oh no, that's looking. even so even no no. You have to fix you're that. Not, you're not to blame. Wikipedia, which is supposed to be, you know, the the voice of truth. Even they have Gloria on there. And Jim J. Bullock, oh, who go. was going to do our show and had to, to back out for scheduling reasons. So they're mm-hmm. not perfect. But let's see, who did it? Mo Gaffney, we had Ritanya Alda, who um, played, yeah. played Carol Ann in Mommy Dearest. Oh, my God, she's a hoot. And she will tell you anything about Mommy Dearest. You just have to ask. She. She's so cool and fun. And what a life she's had and a career. Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you, what my daughter and I do with that is when she was young, her and I sat and watched Mommy Dearest together. And it's always Mm. been one of her favorite movies as well as mine. Um, Maybe we're sick in the head. I don't know. But a lot of times we... We'll say Mommy Dearest and Daughter Dearest. <laughs> That's the <because laughs> thing between us. <laughs> well, it's huge, and it's huge in, in the gay community. And in fact, in the season, she was a recurring guest star. She was in three or four episodes, and that whole season, we laced the whole season with like little quotes from Mommy Dearest, and then did a contest at the end. You know, whoever can like pick them all and tell us will win Ritanya's book. But um, yeah, no, Mommy Dearest is huge in the gay world, or at least my generation of the gay world. I don't know if the younger kids have yeah. watched it. Well, it's it's something to be watched. I mean, whether, <laughs> you know, half half of it's true or half of it's not, or all of it is or all of it's not. I mean, it's it's a decent movie to sit back and watch, you know. I remember no seeing it. Take I, it. I saw it on a date with my very first boyfriend in the theater, 130 years ago when it first came out and uh, <laughs> we got into this huge fight afterwards because he was all Faye Dunaway's going to win the Oscar she's 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 it's hers she's going to win it for this there's no way she can and I'm like oh will you please get real first of all these kind of movies never win Oscars because Hollywood doesn't like movies that attack Hollywood and she didn't have a director she was over the top she's not going to and like the whole bus ride home I mean we were practically yelling at each other it was so you know, the only kind of argument you can have when you're 19. So. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let David ask his questions. Oh, cool. You are you Hit ready? me, David. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, David? I got, I, I'm doing good. I said, well, other than that, it says, you wrote, produced, and starred in a one-man show Last Sunday in June What if any Are the pros and cons of doing A one man show Oh gosh Um, I think The biggest pro was after I did it it was a tremendous boost To my confidence I stupidly Did it it was like probably the second Thing I did once I decided to Take uh, acting seriously and really Pursue it it really I mean requires more experience But I was a fool back then um, but once I did it, even though it wasn't 100% successful, um, it was like, oh my God, I did that. I, okay. Well, I guess I can act. All right. No one booed. No one walked out. People laughed when they were supposed to and cried when they were supposed to. All right, cool. Um, the cons. Oh gosh. 
Um, unless you have benefactors, I mean, it, it can be costly to pull off because you know you you, you have to rent yeah. the spaces yourself and kind of produce it yourself. Um, but I I highly recommend it. And plus, you know, there are different different you know kinds of one man shows. Back when I did mine, it was it was gosh the um, late nineties, and they you know solo shows were all the rage in San Francisco thanks to Lily Tomlin. And kind of the formula was, you know, you it, you'd be one actor playing a bunch of different characters without costume changes or you know any props or sets. You just but I grew up on the loving the Carol Burnett show. So I'm like, screw that. I want costumes. Yes. <laughs> I want wigs. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, okay, well, we'll do. So we shot some, like the, the show set on um, the day of the gay pride parade in San Francisco. So we actually went to the pride parade and shot video uh, inserts to buy us time so I could make costume changes, you know, so I'm a black pregnant lesbian with this huge baby bump and, a drag queen named Sister Wonder Woman in my Wonder Woman costume, and um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you get uh, this closeted movie star who's trapped in a hotel room because he's scared to go out into the parade. Um, a, a guy, I got speaking of videotapes, a guy who uh, a longtime vic- uh, sufferer of AIDS who decides to commit suicide on that day because it's significant and videotapes his last will and testament kind of like what we were talking oh, about earlier. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was great fun. And plus, you know, I, another benefit was, you know, the, the characters are all, who would cast me to play a black lesbian? First of all, you know. For real. So it, yeah, it was the opportunity to play things that I would never, ever get a chance to do, you know, as an actor for That's hire. That's true. So, yeah, it was great fun. Then, you know, kind of to be able to play homage to Carol Burdett a little bit and, all that stuff. That's true. That that's amazing that you can put that all together for yourself. I wasn't necessarily the black lesbian. I have to admit that was the uh, the weakest link of the show. That's why I say it wasn't totally successful because that was the one character I never really cracked. And like ten years later, the first time I saw Wanda Sykes, I came in. That's her. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I love her. She's so good. I hope I didn't blow your speakers. Gosh, no. all your levels just no. went right into the red. No, you didn't. No, we're fine. <laughs> Although that would be good, though. I'm gonna... <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> um, keeping with the times, and we touched on this a little bit earlier. Old dog Newt Trick celebrated President Obama's ruling for equality for everybody. Yeah. So what process did you guys have to go through to include President Obama in your feature? Although That's I do actually- know that he was played by a couple others, but did you like did you have to go through Washington and like that and Actually, it's a little-known fact. I, di- I didn't know this until <laughs> I wrote it, and then <laughs> went to my producers like, how do we afford this? Um, speeches by presidents are public domain. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So we just we just went to the website and downloaded it. 
And then we hired an actor who could imitate his voice um, so we could alter just a little bit of the speech. Um, but yeah, it was it was for free. We didn't have to pay a cent. Oh wow! So you well, didn't we, even have yeah. to go through him. No, not at all. Although I think oh, he would wow. approve. Well, I don't know if he would approve hearing Obama say, uh, "If they don't fuck things up," I think that was oh, the yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I know that. That's, Other than that, that's... I think he'd be fine with it. <laughs> I, I think he. I think he would have liked it. Cool. I think I cool. Did. I'm pretty sure he would have too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 So Definitely. my third question well, thank is, you. Go ahead. Yeah, I have a third one, and it, um, my question is, the wo- the woman who plays Lydia is a real trip. Um, where did you find Amanda Gary, and what does she bring? to the table for you and your peers. Oh my God, she brings everything. I first met her, I produced um, a show called Carved in Stone. It was the second production of it. We did it once in San Francisco and when we produced it in um, LA, we needed an actress. In San Francisco, we used Matthew Martin, a fabulous female in person, well, a male actress is what he likes to be billed as, who played Judy Garland and Betty Davis and so when we were casting it down here, we thought, you know, let's go crazy and see if we can get a woman to play Judy Garland. And as it turns out, Amanda has made sort of a side career of playing Judy Garland. And we had three days of auditions. I think Amanda was the first person to audition and was perfect. And then we had to sit through three days of less than perfect Judy Garland. But um, it was funny. When she walked in for that audition, our eyes met, and I just immediately felt like she and I are going to be really good friends. And turns out I was right and so when I was right she's actually the only character that I wrote specifically for an actor well and and Nelson Banetti too Um, but the the only one initially from the initial script so I'm like okay my husband actually said you know you you need a woman somewhere here and I said Nathan does need a secretary and um, by that point Amanda and I were really good friends and she jumped at it and what she brings to the table is boundless enthusiasm and she's such a trooper <laughs> on opening night of carbon stone in fact her daughter went into labor with um, amanda's first grandchild i hope she doesn't mind oh. that i said grandchild yeah and and um you know <laughs> she called and told me and i'm like well get to the hospital we'll call your understudy don't even worry about it it's opening night but please don't worry she's like no 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 i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there Called the daughter, found out how many centimeters. <laughs> she said she told her daughter, well, put a cork in it. I'll be there at 11 o'clock. And she came and did the <laughs> show and was fabulous. And, and I think the baby was born around 1230. So it all worked out. Wow. But she's such a tripper. And our last special, she had just recovered from surgery on something in her leg and was walking with the cane. And I can't, I could tell she was in, in pain between takes. But then, you know, as soon as Arvin said action, she became Lydia and just, you'd never know it, but she's also a great friend. I just, I love her to death. Oh, she's, she's wonderful. She really is. And so talented. We've only scratched the surface of what she can do. Well, thank you, David. Thank you very much. Um, Thanks, David. Next up is Candace. 
Candace. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. You've been awfully quiet all along. I've just been taking it all in. Okay. (laughs) You know, just like getting it. I'm just like, hmm, okay, interesting here because it actually is funny because earlier you guys were talking about how would you describe the show, you know, know, like Sex in the City for gay men. And that was actually one of my first questions, but I'm going to retweet this. I'm going to retwerk this question. Okay. So, so I always say, because I'm a teacher, so I'm going to make you think. So God love ready. you. I love teachers. I love teachers. Hit me. <laughs> Thank you. Hit me with your best shot. So, all right. How would you describe the show to, to people who haven't watched it, but instead of saying, you know, it's a great show, use drinks to describe Describe the show. Work. Use drinks. <laughs> like how would, yep. if the show was like a drink, how, you, how would? Yep. Oh. Uh-huh. I would say you know I, it's actually a lot like a sidecar, which has sugar around the rim. It's um, it kicks a punch, but it's so sweet and so smooth that it goes down like it's punch, even though it's like triple sec and um, uh, brandy. <laughs> And just a little <laughs> lemon juice. I, I off the top of my head, that's that's my non-brilliant answer. <laughs> we'll give you a. I give you an A. I give you oh, an A cool. for that. Yeah, you get an A with a gold star. Okay. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Miss Candace. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Second question. Okay. Uh-huh. What are what are some of your guilty pleasures that you can say on the show? That I, uh, <laughs> well, at 56, at age 56, I can say probably all of them on the show at this point. Um, probably uh, Lawrence and I, oh my gosh, especially on Sunday nights, which is a big TV night. There's so much to watch, but we we get lazy. We like to put on stuff, what we call friendly television, something like movies we've seen a hundred times, like First Wives Club or Dolores Claiborne, or, you know, um, that's one of my guilty pleasures, is just watching old favorite movies um, over and over. That's yeah. a guilty pleasure. A lot of, us, like a lot of us watch, you know, you know, a lot of us watch old movies, or, you know, in my case, Lifetime movies on mm. Sundays. <laughs> you know. I mean, we'll, like, eat <laughs> dinner or talk or, you know, right. putter around the house or whatever while they're on and, you know, like run to the screen. It's like, oh, it's just that scene. Yeah, okay, okay, now back to you clean, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, comfort TV. There you go. There you go. Okay. Now, this is your big test. This is going to be the big Uh-oh. question, okay? So you The lightning round. To... Right. <laughs> this is your big moment. Okay. I've been pacing, so I'll Every... sit down for this. There you go. Everybody has a life motto in which they live by. What would you say is your life motto and why? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'll tell you who gave me it before I tell you what it is. Uh, my high mm-hmm. school drama coach signed my high school yearbook, my, my senior year, with this. And, um, and it's, it's something I've, I, I still follow. <laughs> God love her. Her name was Patsy Ronk. I just want to put that out there. She wrote, "Although you march to the, or, although you dance to your own drummer, keep in mind there's safety in numbers." Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> to a, to a, a boy growing up on the farm in Indiana who was <laughs> obviously a little gay boy. That it, it meant a lot. It really did. Wise words. And not just, you know, for my own safety, but, you know, now I see it. She was also, you know, the whole thing about they use the word tribe now, which I really believe in, finding your tribe. Um, Yeah. She was a smart Mm -hmm. woman. So, yeah, that would be my answer. That was an easy one. I thought that was the tough question. (laughs) Well, see, that's what happens when you're a teacher. You put the fear in the kids to make them... Well, for yeah. others, it might have been harder, you know, if they don't have a model yeah. that they live by or they had to come well, up I, with something. But I just, I just written about it recently in a in a book I, I wrote, so it was kind of on the top of my head. If you'd asked me that a year ago, I probably would have had five minutes of going, um, mm. Mm. but no, it was really that <laughs> advice when I moved from um, Indiana to San Francisco in the mid '80s, um, when AIDS was starting to happen and people were straight people were losing their shit I kind of her quote came to mind and I thought I'm getting to San Francisco where you know there are plenty of us nobody's freaking out about it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. there's my tribe yeah may it save my life I don't know yeah well we're happy about that she's just one of the great teachers that is why I love teachers today because you know those those teachers you have two or three if you're lucky who just connect and who touch mm-hmm. your life as well as educate you. And um, God bless teachers because they are so undervalued. Yeah. Yeah, I well, think I've, I've only had a couple myself. And I remember my sixth grade teacher and one of my eighth grade teachers. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you have that special connection with them. And, yeah. and you really pay yeah. attention to what they're saying other than, you know, some of your other teachers, you just go because you have to go, and you listen because you have to listen. But and the important you know, thing is I, that they pay att- they pay attention to what you're saying. That's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Candace. And last you're but welcome. not least, we have Anthony. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes. Now. Sometimes it is dun 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 dun. You don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> well, what's coming out of my mouth first is old she rated. No. Um, I want to start out with girl, it's family time. <laughs> All right. Let, let's let our I hair just, down, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the hair is the only thing we can let down on this show, but um, I just came <laughs> off of World Pride here in New York, and I just want to give you a compliment first because I was in three different conversations about the show. Um, so that, that alone should um, give you a boost and a boon. Um, uh, that's, you know, uh, it's, yeah. God bless you. Watched, Thank you. Yeah. It's being watched and watched well. Um, oh, wow. Having said that, I think my question might be a little campy hard. Um, uh-huh. and it deals with camp. I was wondering when you set the tone of of the writing of the characters, the development, and so on and so forth. There's a a high intelligent level of camp. How did you come to how did you come to the balance that you found between camp and reality? And you know what was the process like? 
Wow, thank you. First of all, let me say that. Uh, what a compliment. Um, you know, the only the only time it was a conscious effort was when I decided that Nelson and Nathan's cat fights or dog fights, I should say, had to be fantasies. Because if they really happened, it would put the show in a different milieu. It would be a different show. So in terms of that, that was a conscious ever like, okay, we're going to go way over the top of camp and then we're going to like reel it back in and, and, you know, hedge our bets after all. But the rest of it, I think is just, gosh, I've never really thought about it. I think it's probably just my own sensibility of, um, of being kind of sort of campy, but kind of serious, but kind of, um, I, I always wanted the show to have sort of like a, kind of a serious underbelly despite all the silliness that goes on in it. And um, that was a conscious effort. But I just, I don't know. I just, when I first started writing it, I just thought, screw it. I want to write gay characters who talk like the gay men I've known in my life. And I'm not saying all gay men talk like that because we don't. But for my specific, I'm going to use milieu again. You're going to think it's like my new $2 word. For the milieu of gay men that I've kind of always been around, that's kind of how they talk. That's kind of how they are. You know, it just kind of slips in, you know, just because, you know, you're comfortable with who you're talking to. So, you know, you can get away with it. I wish awesome. I had a better answer, but I've never really thought of it. But um, I'll have a great yeah, answer right, for but... you in three days. <laughs> <laughs> well, free po- feel free to post it to the website. <laughs> okay, cool. No, no, All right. <laughs> that answers the question pretty well. Um, my second question is there, you know, there's a lot of brats out there. There's a lot of muscles out there. Mm. Can you give us maybe a, you know, two-sentence two blob about how their voices came to be, you know, how you solidified who they were going to be in, in the series? Uh, I have to admit that, I mean, all four of them are, are in their own ways, kind of shades of my own personality at certain times in my life or at certain moods of my life. Um, I won't tell you what I have in common with Brad, but with, <laughs> but with, Muscles, shall we guess? With, uh, with, I think you answered it without answering it. Maybe. I well, good, well, good. Cause the assumption is fabulous. Um, with muscles, when I was um, single and in my twenties, I was, I was really rigid about, I'm only going to date, I mean, not doctors and lawyers like Muscles is, but I was very kind of like, you know, they have to be respectable and straight-laced and, you know, husband material. And um, and other than smoking pot occasionally back in those days, I was really kind of a square. So that's, that's kind of my Muscles. With um, Ross, it's, you know, I've been in a, married for, well, I've been married for six years. We've been together for 27 Um I'm an actor. My husband is a successful workaholic. So that that was kind of, you know. But when I first started writing it, too, I also wanted them each to be sort of an archetype, if not a stereotype, but then with a twist. Um, like, originally, Brad was supposed to be homely. He, he wasn't supposed to be, I mean, Kurt Bottom, that face, you... Ugh gorgeous even you know when we try to make him look as hungover as possible 
Um, <laughs> but originally, originally, Brad was going to be a sexaholic who was like homely. And it was only because he could flaunt certain things on dating websites that, you know, kept his dance card full. But then when Kurt just came in and stole the parts, like, okay, okay, Brad can be good looking. All right. Uh, with muscles, with muscles, of course, it's like someone who looks like, you know, he could have sex whenever he wants it, but you know, is old fashioned. And, um, with Ross, it's, it's sort of, the career versus home thing, you know, he wants to be a homebody, but he still wants to work. Um, so yeah, Nathan, it was, I guess Nathan, Nathan didn't really have like a, a twist of archetype. He's, you know, a dandy, but he's, he's not cocky. He's not, you know, I know a lot of people who like dress to the nines and they're so full of themselves. Um, I think Nathan dresses the way he does because he's more insecure than that he's super hyperly secure. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you threw the sex in you know you brought the Sex in the City reference up earlier because they I feel as though the three supporting gals were pieces of her personality and it kind of is the same thing with Muscles and Brad and, and Ross having you know the the friendships that Nathan has with them bring out those specific sides of his personality and um, personally I find Nathan utterly adorable but that's besides the point oh, um, God bless you because <laughs> everyone's like oh David oh Jeffrey oh Kurt hello I'm over here thank you I, I wrote the thing <laughs> oh you're a great writer but oh send us pictures of them without their shirt no I'm not I'm not, I'm not a pimp <laughs> it's funny. I used to joke with Arvin if uh, if we ever had a final episode, my first idea for a series finale was that Nathan goes to yet another shrink, and we discover that the other three guys are just the Nathan's a split personality, and all four of the characters are actually just Nathan. Arvin, Arvin, Arvin put his foot down pretty hard on that. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> My last question is definitely a camp question. Um, oh, cool. Right now, my personal diva is having her Madame X surge. Um, who is mm. your diva? Joan Collins. Work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I should, I'd be embarrassed to, see, the thing is, um, for a variety of reasons. She was one of the first actors I saw on TV who kind of like clued me into what acting was. I remember seeing her on Batman when I was really young. She played the side. Yeah. Oh my God. One of the villains. Wow. And then just yeah. like two weeks later, I saw her on a rerun of Star Trek, City on Star the Edge of Forever. And she was one of the first actresses where I went, okay, these people are, they're play act. Okay. These aren't real people. <laughs> this is, this isn't really happening. And then like, a few years later, I read in a movie magazine that she and I shared the same birthday. Not the same year, but the same day. And um, and um, I don't know. I just I, – I always admire actors the most who are able to just stick at it, stick with it, stick with it, stick with it. The ones who – longevity is, is, I think, a very admirable, difficult thing to pull off. Well, then I'm going to throw a fourth one in. How do you feel about her giant ant movie? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm family. You know, I had to. <laughs> I, you know, my, my, the first thing that comes to mind actually has nothing to do with her. It's the opening 
opening narration, and Lawrence, my husband, and I use this as an inside joke all the time. The host says something like, um, the response to the queen is obligatory. Did you hear that? Obligatory. (laughs) (laughs) So every so often we'll be in a movie or something, we'll just turn to each other and go, obligatory. (laughs) Nice. Well, good luck at the festival in... um, Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I have a couple more things that I'd like to talk about before we let you go. And one cool, cool. is that you posted on Instagram mm-hmm. about a book with your oh yeah gorgeous father in the photo. Tell us about that. Uh, the book is um, it's finished except for the last chapter, which I because the book starts with me as a wannabe gay actor growing up in Indiana, I thought a chapter about this festival would be a great way to end the book. So, mm-hmm. um, so that chapter hasn't been written. The rest is done. It's called sub liberty, <laughs> not celebrity, no, but sub liberty. <laughs> um, one of the early reviews of the series, actually, it was a good review of the show, but they called me a, called me a sub liberty. And I'm sure they meant it as an insult, but I took it as a compliment. It's better to be a sub-liberty than a non-liberty. So, right. you know, flying under the radar. behind the keyboard, hiding. And, and being as gay and loudmouthed as, as, as I am, I don't think I could really have expected to achieve anything more than sub-liberty. So that's the name of it. Um, I hope to have it out by the end of the year. I have one publisher who's kind of interested, or I may just self-publish. I don't know. Yeah, that's we'll come back really when easy you do. to Let do these days. Thank you. And, uh, thank yeah, you. definitely. We want to uh, and thank you talk for asking about it once it's out. Cool. You're welcome. Lots of names, lots of, lots of the whole story of old dogs, the whole Cindy Brady debacle, the um, pretty much every celebrity I've ever encountered in L.A. is in there. It's kind of, I, I jokingly refer to it as a non-famous person's Hollywood memoir. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll definitely need to read that. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the last mm-hmm. question I have for you is dun, dun, dun. Season five. Season now five. I'm gonna what? blow the I'm gonna blow the air waves open. <laughs> are we getting it? Are we not getting it? What are you doing to us? Let's go. Well, it's funny. It it you know, after that last special we were planning it. I had written it and then there was an election and social media just became consumed with political outrage. And I thought it's impossible. It's it's, we can't cut through this. Um, so I went through kind of a six month mourning period, literally. I mean, not mourning like someone died, but just sort of kind of right. like getting my mind to, to just buy that. Okay. The show's done. And every three months someone would say, Oh, you got to do more and you got to do more. You got to do more. And then since you got to do more, you got to do more, you got to do more. Well, you know, we just put the show on, we put the show on Amazon prime less than two months ago. And I'm, I'm stunned by how many people have watched. I mean, far more than whoever watched it on YouTube and including people who knew about it all along, but just, you know, never thought of, you know, YouTube as something like sit down and watch like a TV show. Um, And the response has been so amazing that um yes we've just decided we're going to come back for one short final season 
Oh, yes. my gosh. All I right, wait, it. wait. There you have it. All right. All right. Here we go. Wait. <laughs> God bless you. I wonder if there are any old dog fans who's like, oh my God, I've listened to him drone on for an hour. Finally. You know, another reason I decided to do it, because I, I really resisted for a long time was that, um, again, watching the shows, you know, getting ready for Prime and, and the festival, I was really struck by kind of this, like, sunny optimism to the show. You know, it all took place during the Obama years. And I am curious, you know, how would their lives be different considering how life is different in America now? Mm. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that all the reasons I had for not doing any more eventually became reasons why I wanted to do more. So, there yeah, it's only going to be like five episodes. Um, we're launching the fundraiser tomorrow. I had hoped to have it launched by now to, to announce that on the show, but there were technical difficulties, which we're going to fix tonight. Um, Where is so, it yeah, going we, to we have to do it. Where uh, can Indiegogo? we contribute? Uh, Indiegogo? Oh, Indiegogo. Cool. Um, I believe awesome. it's igg.com slash at slash ODNT last call. When it's up, that's where it'll be. Or you can well, um, you'll we're have gonna to have, give it to me, and, and I'll put it on the website and stuff. So once oh, cool. I will. Yeah, so much easier. You can't type this while you're <laughs> I'm kidding. Listen, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was, there was all the talk about sex in the city meets queer folk and all that, which I don't deny. I mean, it's impossible to, you know, not see that. But there was a blogger. Maybe it was you, Pam. I was. I wish I could remember who it was. I was doing a, a radio interview show, and they <laughs> said the show was Golden Girls meets Dynasty. No, that, that wasn't me. I wish oh, I would have said. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's how I describe it now. Because you know it is kind of a little of both. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, especially in this final season, as we're all at least five years older, I think we, depending on how soon we can shoot it, we may start it with Nathan's 60th birthday. So, oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and that, you know, presents a whole other world of possible storylines and, and things. And I've written, you know, I wrote a possible fourth season and then I wrote a second fourth season when I thought, oh, well, we'll have to downscale and everything. But we can't do either of them because they picked up right up where we left off with the last special. That is, you know, by the time we shoot it, it'll be five years later. So, and the show, it will be five or maybe more years later. Well, I'm looking forward you? to it. I know all my co-hosts and friends here are looking forward uh, to it. I mean, I know for a fact because I see on your Facebook page. People constantly asking you and and drooling to know the answer to that, and and there's going to be a lot, a lot of happy people out there. Oh, I hope so. I hope so, because that's the only way we'll be able to pull it off. Is you know, unfortunately, we're crowd crowd crowdfunding again, because um, God love Amazon. I love them. I love them. I love them. But you know, they don't pay much more than YouTube does. So, um, but it's great exposure. And um, right. The new season will will debut on Prime Video, but people who contribute to the show, we're going to send them YouTube links so they can see the episodes as they're completed. 
instead of waiting and paying for it to watch it on Amazon Prime. So, one of the little perks. Awesome. Because, you know, it's not fair to contribute if they don't have Amazon Prime and then, like, oh, well, where do I get to see it? No, you'll get to see it for free. So, well, yeah, and, and I just want to say one thing about crowdfunding to our listeners is that, you know, you don't have to contribute $100 or $1,000 no, no. or whatever to make this happen. If there's, you know, 500 people that contribute 10 bucks, I mean, yeah. hello. <laughs> you I know? mean, don't get me wrong. The 1,000 donors, I'm like of course. tap dancing <laughs> on the coffee table. But <laughs> what really – what really makes these campaigns successful are those ten dollars, even the five dollars, the twenty dollars. You know that all adds up, and a lot quicker than than you may think. And uh, and even if you can't afford that, because I mean, it's a, these are weird times we're living in. If you they can you know post it, they can share it, they can tell friends about the episode. Right. There's many ways of supporting the show that aren't financial. So. Having said right. that, financial is also a way to support it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you get something for your money too for your donations. I mean, not just of course the series, you know, season five, but there's always perks with these things. So yeah, we do have perks. Yeah, and they're all they're all on the on the page, and I'll send you the link. Actually, I'll, I'll wait till it actually goes live, and then I'll send you the link, mm-hmm. the Indiegogo, mm-hmm. and the, the YouTube video for it, and. Um, Sure. Yeah, I'm really yeah, excited. It's, it's, calendar? It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe it's it's what we started. We first aired the first episode in uh, 2011, and it's almost 10 years later, and it kind of blows my mind. It's here. It is again. It's 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 pretty mm-hmm. cool. Well, you made an impact on a lot of people, and. Yeah. Like I said, they're gonna they're sitting there waiting for the next season or whatever else you come up with. You know, and we've we've always thought about eventually doing a feature and I have such a great idea for a feature. I don't want to do it as a, a season because it's 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 um it's grand, not in like they go to Abu Dhabi. But um <laughs> it's, it's it's very, very emotional and I'd only want to do it when people have to sit and watch it for 90 minutes straight. <laughs> so that may happen, you know, five years down the road. I don't know. But let's get through this final last season first. And, right. and, um, and God bless anyone who wants to help. And if if you're listening and you've never seen the show and you're like, what the hell they're talking about, you can go to Amazon Prime. Or also, if you're outside the U.S. or the U.K., you can still see it on our website at um, odnt.tv. Oh, I'm so relieved. I remember to say that. I Half the time I, I do a show and I hang up and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to give this. <laughs> well, oh, sorry, language your, your... again, language. language. <laughs> why don't you go ahead and give out your social media, too, while you're at it? Oh, sure. It's um, I'm Leon Acord at Facebook. Um, the show actually got booted off Twitter for political reasons that we will not discuss here. But my no. Twitter is is also Leon Acord with no space. And um, let's see, the show on Facebook. Oh, my God, it's been so long since I've, I've done one of these shows or given this out. The show on Facebook is ODNT, the series. But to get news even faster, you can search for Old Dogs and New Tricks Hardcore Viewers page. And it's like a fan group. And we share all sorts of stuff there. Awesome. And Instagram. 
Instagram is uh, Leon Acord, and the show's Instagram is ODNT the series. And as we rev up production, pre-production and production for the new season, we'll, I, we just started an Instagram account a few months ago. So we'll, we'll be posting all sorts of pre-production and production photos that we may only post on Instagram. We haven't decided that one yet. Okay. And be sure to put the Indiegogo link in your Instagram and everywhere else, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. This ain't my first time at the rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> to quote a mommy dearest I figured, line. I figure since, you know, we're, we're in the age group that we're in now, you might need yeah. a reminder. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy? It's only been It's only been three years, and it's changed so much. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of the blogs that followed us uh, don't exist anymore, or, um, you know, there are all these new apps that I just have no clue what they are or how to get them to work. Or So I just I stick to the basic Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and and hope, you know, yeah, the younger, more hip people who follow the show. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, well, I've said it. The big announcement. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And I passed you the test, the teacher's test. <laughs> well, thank you, Leon, for joining us tonight. We're so happy that it worked out this time, like I had put in my first tweet. <laughs> this is literally take two with you. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> After five years of doing that time. show, technical <laughs> technical difficulties happen, and it's nothing you can <laughs> Get too too yeah, upset yeah. about. I mean, the producer, you you're the producer. You can get upset about it, but I, you know, I was I was fine. Things happen, and we made it. Yeah, it wasn't so. a Walter malfunction. <laughs> yeah. I know so, so. that you know people understand, but it's my own. What is the word I'm looking for? Aggravation. Because, you know, it's not like it could have gone out early in the day or the day before or, you know, after the show was over or something like that. It's just like right before we're supposed to go live. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, not people don't know this, but whether I call in or not or any of my co-hosts call in, this show goes that live by itself. Up. It goes yeah. well, live let's... by itself. Well, just so and you so know how much was... I... I relate. Literally I, almost 20 minutes of dead air. We were, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, it wasn't your yeah. fault. No, yeah. I, I totally relate. We, I rushed home because um, I was running late. I had hoped to, to launch the fundraising page on Indiegogo right before I came on the show, so I got to announce the link and all that stuff, and there were technical difficulties. And I, I will admit, I got a little uptight, and um, mm-hmm. I, I want to thank you guys for talking me down and, and – putting me back in a in a good mood it, it's you know when you, you, you when you depend on tech because it works so well so often so most of the time yeah. when it doesn't work i think it just makes it even more aggravating so exactly 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 yeah. um but we've been on air almost seven years it'll be seven years in november wow. because and, you're one of the best uh, Thank no, you. I'd like to th- no, I'd I'm like serious. To think so. <laughs> you guys, I, I've done your show three or four times, and I, I, I'm always impressed. I've done so many shows where you go on, and they're just like, "So, what's your show about?" Like, and I, now uh, I'm tempted to say, "Well, you tell me. What do you think the show's about?" 
just to see if they did the <laughs> You guys, you guys clearly do your homework and then some, and I, I it's so much more fun to do an interview because it doesn't feel like an interview, you know, when it's a conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how we, we want it to that's be what from we the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you're pulling it off beautifully, folks, so well, that's off. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you very much. And you have a wonderful night, and we'll talk Thank on you. Facebook when you give me the link and all that good stuff. And uh, please, please take care of yourself at the fest so you don't oh, get overheated. Please. Well, the temperatures actually drop yeah. into the 80s the night of the festival, so we should be okay. But listen, you all, too, you guys you stay indoors, crank the AC, drink lots of water, fill up the bathtub Check with on your cold one. water. Uh, yes. Yes. Take take care of those pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Leon. We'll talk soon. Thanks, thanks Pam. Thanks, thanks Anthony. Sarah. Thanks, Candace and David. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Same here. And Have a great night. Same here. You Good too. Night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you not love him to death? <laughs> yeah, he's just as adorable as Nathan. <laughs> if not more so. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I've known, you know, quote unquote, known Leon for many years. You know, since uh, Old Dogs New Tricks and. Uh, being on another uh, <clears throat> show. And um, he's just, he's so down to earth. He's so funny. He's so real. I just, I really love him. If you follow his Facebook, you're going to get a little bit of everything. Um, I think he's more, he puts more out there on Facebook than he does on any other social media, you know, his personal one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he's, yeah, definitely love the guy. And so, so very happy to hear there's going to be a season five. Yeah, let's get him back for the book for season five. What did you say, David? And he remembers you so well. (laughs) So can't I can't hear you? He remembers remembers you you so so well. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You made a you made an impression. Yep. Well. That could be a good thing, and that could be a bad thing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pam, it's yet like to come up to be a bad thing with you so far. So. <laughs> right. No. Well, uh, you know, some people may think I'm a tyrant sometimes with the way I'd like to run my show, but there's a reason for it, and the reason is just what Leon said. We do our homework. We make it comfortable. We make it a conversation. We don't make it an interview. And our guests are happy when they are here and when they leave and have only good things to say about our, uh, our show and yes. each of us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and well, on that note, I think our listeners also, by osmosis, take their conversations on social media with a little bit more of um, responsibility after listening to some of these interviews and some of the commentaries that we have on being more positive in the genre and being being more of a light than a dark. Uh-huh. I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah, I really what, do. 
for instance, what can you give us an an example, Anthony, that you've seen? I can absolutely give us an example. There's been a, a, a large conversation online about Beth Maitland, uh, Tracy and Kane, and I've mm-hmm. seen a few of the things that were said on this show referenced in conversations. And as really? you all know, we yeah, as you mm-hmm. all know, we are all very positive about that about that storyline and about the possibilities for those characters. And when you know, when some of the haters are saying certain things to see our words or a paraphrasing of our words come through is, is I mean, for me as a co-host, it's like, wow, okay, you know, that person's listening. So if that person's listening and typed it, that means there's at least 10 behind the screen that are listening and, ha- and haven't typed it. Um, exactly. And just we advocate just basically every show that we do you know, you get more flies with honey than with vinegar. And right. that these are actors yeah. playing roles and these are writers that are paid to do a job. And, you know, instead of bashing, you know, give as much positive reinforcement and or positive criti- critical feedback. There's nothing wrong with saying that something's not working or we don't like it, but it's the way we do it and the way we say it. And so seeing, you know, especially like I said, with the Beth, um, you know, Beth Maitland conversation, mm-hmm. Seeing our words come back, it was phenomenally. Um, I was away at the conference, unfortunately, and I didn't get a chance to screenshot and send it all, but I was overjoyed. Candace, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh-huh, because half of it's probably to me. Um, the, the thing, the thing is, is, real quick, though, I got to say this. God bless Beth Maitland because, you know, she, first of all, it's, it's refreshing to see somebody who is the actor or actress, you know, talk to not only the positive people who've been, like, you know, praising her, but also some of the negative people, too, to kind of make you see things. And I think sometimes, especially in the world that we're in right now, is that sometimes you need to have that mutual conversation of, like, okay, I see where you're coming from, but can you see through a different set of eyes? Yeah, it wasn't a, it's not clap back, it's Let's discuss. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. It's not trying to jump on you or anything. You, as a soul fan, that's why I always say soul fans are never happy, but we're never that upset unless, you know. And it's just, it was uncalled for. I'll say this. It was uncalled for. She handled this like a pro. Um, Some of her co-stars also came to her defense, you know, as, you know, trying to say, hey, look, you need to back off. And I would like to say that Beth Maitland needs a contract on Young and the Rockless. There you go. Yeah. I'd like to throw a second example up real quick, if you guys don't mind. Uh, Gina Simone. I, I, there's not, there's not, a thousand words will not express how classy and how wonderfully played, uh, how wonderful she played out the beat of, how that went all went down. And I, I don't remember any specific references, but we were loud and proud on our show about our disappointment and also about how classy she yeah. she went out. And um, it reverberated. She, you know, her fan base went up, her numbers went up. Um, and that's all due to, all due to going out like a lady. Mm-hmm. And you also saw that yeah. with, you know, with Michelle Stafford to bring this up is when she was on the talk 
you know, she positively, yes. you know, thanked Gina. Yep. You know, and I think, again, it's one of those things where we still, you know, we still fans, not all of us, but, you know, we try to create the drama off screen to satisfy our taste if our shows yeah. aren't giving it to us. And the reality is that these are people who have to pay bills just like you and I, and that they have feelings, they have a heart. And the thing is, is that, you know, yeah, we all was a little disappointed of how, you know, the industry did things. I mean, this isn't the first time, and sadly, this isn't going to be the last time. But it's just the positive, you know, it's it's better to think more positive than negative. And as the... For those general hospital fans that that felt betrayed, that woman sat down not only for lunch with Gina, but she also sat down for for lunch with um, Annie. uh, Not Annie. Cynthia. um, With with Cynthia. Cynthia. To to embrace the new Nina, to bring to the table whatever questions um, uh, Cynthia might have had, and to also pick Gina's brain. Where where did you take Phyllis? Where is Phyllis now? And I mean that's class act. So you know mm-hmm. don't hate on the actress for the choices that she made for her and her family. Um, you know unfortunately those choices had to be made for various reasons that some will know and some will never know. But as long as as long as the continuity of the talent continues, let's just love. Let's just mm-hmm. love. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm just I can't even say how happy I am to hear that that is happening. I really because that's a major issue with me as far as when you tweet to, you know, your actor whether it's your favorite or somebody that's not your favorite or you don't like their storyline or whatever it may be and you're just mean. I mean, you know, it, there's no other way of putting it. And you're attacking them for something that's not their fault. I, mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, like you said, there's a way of saying it without being like that. And that's all we ask. And that's all they yeah, ask. I'm, right. I mean, yeah. I, I I posted this out is that, uh, you know, for those who are going to watch the U.S. Uh, Young and the Russells, because somebody tweeted it out. That tomorrow the Young and the Rockers opening has Sasha, the one that plays Lola, in and updated in the intro. And you know, I know a lot of people have certain things to say about certain people on on these shows and everything. But the fact is, is you don't have to tag them in your negative feedbacks because this is their moment. You know, to see your. I mean, imagine if you were to see your face and your name and your favorite soap opening credit other than Days of Our Lives because Days of Our Lives only got the hourglass. But, like, you know, with Young and the Russell is hearing the and seeing your face or General Hospital or Bold and Beautiful and you're an actor or actress who've been busting their balls for years and months to finally get that, what, one 1.2 second moment. And then you go on social media and everybody's like, why? Like, they don't need, they don't need to be in it. You're kind of, it's, it's really sad that we're in this state now where somebody is achieved, has achieved something and other people want to tear it, tear it, tear it down or take it away yeah. from them to make them feel yeah. miserable instead of praising them like, girl, okay, do your thing, girl. Yes. Thank you. Like, okay, where's such and such? Cause you know, they're going to update it, but 
this is their moment. And I, I don't know. As a teacher, I love seeing people achieve their goals. Anybody who follows me on social media, y'all know I'm like the goofiest person, but I praise everybody. I'll be like, yay! (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I just got a message from Leon. He forgot to mention where to buy tickets for the Indie Shorts Pride Stride in Indianapolis. If you're in the area and you'd like to go and spend the day with them and all the other awesome um, people that are going to be there for the film festival, you can go to prod1.agileticketing.net. So P-R-O-D-1, just the number one, dot A-G-I-L-E-T-I-C-K-E-T-I-N-G.net. Boy, they should have made that easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not and that's, that's, <laughs> that's going to be on July 24th. So it's coming up. It that, is. that is coming up. Ugh. July's almost over with. Holy crap. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, right around we're the not going to give away any names. But Take Two Radio also has a bunch of exciting things coming up as well. So if you enjoyed tonight, and I know you did, and you enjoyed our interviews with, let's say, Laura Wright and Kate and Josh, Caitlin and Josh, and so on and so forth, keep listening because we've got a couple of um, really exciting weeks coming up, guys. We can't say anything um, else. That's all we can say. Yep. That's all we got. Definitely. We can't say nothing. If one of us says anything, the FBI will come and get them, and I won't know anything. I will not know anybody. I will not. Y'all tell, if y'all tell me or try to get me, you know, to say anything, rest assured, I can't because I signed documents. They own they right. Look, look. You signed an NDA. Y'all signed an NDA. That's it. <laughs> yup. My alter ego. My alter egos also signed it. I don't, you know, I may have, you know, I may have at memory loss like Drew Kane or General Hospital. I don't know nothing. Uh, but, but real quick, but real quick, before we go, Pam, um, can I can I we take this opportunity to um send our condolences to Nancy Lee Gron? Definitely, um, definitely, absolutely. It, most of you guys probably, yeah. Um, she lost her mother, and if you guys went to General Hospital uh, events that Nancy was there for, you saw her mom, and her mom, oh, she was so proud of her daughter. I mean, you know, she she had great stories to tell. I mean, Nancy's cooking for one. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, um, <laughs> the love scenes that yeah. Nancy did on television. Um, so our condolences goes out to uh, Nancy and to her daughter and to the Braun family. Um, it's hard to hear. What is that noise? Mm. Okay. Well, it we want to say, yes, definitely we send our condolences to Nancy and the family. And um, God Uh-oh. bless each and every one of you. Yeah. Well, guys, another great show under our belt. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
next Every- one is going to be July 25th at 7 p.m. <sighs> Eastern. Be sure to tune in with our special guest. And nobody's gonna and we're nobody doing gonna know ask me. who that is. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody's about to hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like the go-go said, our lips wait, are sealed. <laughs> wait, can we, can we drop a hint? Wait, can we drop a hint? Uh, I, I'm going to say it's a male. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, had a, I had a good one, but okay, we'll, we'll take that. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> All right, everybody stay cool, I know, stay you, hydrated. You just, you just never know who's going to get one of the hints, so I, I, I try to keep that to a minimum. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I mean, because look how good you are, Candace. When I tell you guys, um, um, I book a guest and I give you some hints, and I'm I'm not really, you know, giving you easy hints. They're they're kind of general hints, and and you get them, you get them. It's but see, here's the thing. She doesn't. It, it's funny because sometimes when she does that, she's only giving me like one or two, and boom. Like even before you get to the third, or even sometimes the second one, I already figure it out. I'm just yeah. like. <laughs> I feel like I should be on a – see, anybody who goes You're on the game show, I, I'm your girl. So if anybody's going on the game show, let me know. <laughs> What's my soap opera? Yeah, or, or that's cool because I heard, heard they're making that into a game show from the from the uh, game. Guess who? I heard they're going to try to make that into a game show. So if anybody needs me, oh. I'm here. If there's a soap opera trivia game, I'm your girl too. Y'all know this. That's so, right. That's right. You know. All right, well, we will let everybody go, and thank you, Anthony and David and Candace and everybody for being with me, and thank you to our guest, Leon, and thank you to our listeners. Always. Everybody stay stay cool, stay hydrated, check stay on cool. your loved ones. Good night. Yep. Bye. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye.